So is there something really annoying that your husband keeps doing? Like you've told him a thousand times, like, hey, could you not do that? And he just doesn't stop. Or maybe it's actually something about his personality that's just super irks you and just makes you just think like, ah, oh, why does he have to be like that? Or maybe you guys are in a serious disagreement and, you know, you aren't connecting the way you used to. You could feel that distance. Something's off and you just don't know what to do about any of these things because nothing is getting better. Well, alhamdulillah, today's episode, another one of our marriage series episodes, part three, we're going to be tackling what to do with exactly those situations. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast. I am your host, Mindful Muslima. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Happy Monday. Or I don't know, maybe in your country it's Tuesday by now. But either way, it is surely the beginning of the week and we have a lot ahead of us, many of us on our plate. And you know, it's funny, I was in a, um, over the weekend, I was doing a conference in the in the UK. It's funny, like in the UK, but I was virtual, obviously it's COVID, right? So, and uh, subhanAllah, we were covering exactly like all the things as women we are going through. And I want to ask, how about you? How are you feeling right now? Are you feeling overwhelmed by the current like schedule that you have going on between work and your house and the kids or university, maybe you're a student and you're just feeling like, ugh, like this new setup, it is just not working for me. I'm wondering, are you feeling that? If you are, DM me on Instagram and let me know. And you know, anyway, a lot of the women in the UK that I was speaking to, they were they were definitely going through a lot of that. And the kids being in the house all the time, especially if you do have kids, I know not all of us do, but if you do, woo, it is just a bit much sometimes, alhamdulillah, because of what's going on. So I did a whole workshop on teaching women how to adapt and how to um, kind of find ways to still flourish in this time. So maybe I might be running that workshop live again for all of the Mindful Muslim listeners. This one will be outside of our Thrive. This will be open for everyone. And alhamdulillah, I think this is something we're going to be doing very soon. So look out for that. You know, I always announce these things on Instagram. Now, if you're new to this podcast, you know, we cover things like marriage and homeschooling and parenting and life hacks and motivation and inspiration. We talk about what you are really going through, but we don't just like blab about it. We actually give you solutions like today's podcast. So we're in the middle of a marriage series. If you haven't already, go back, catch part one, part two, because each time we are doing two things, we are not only tackling a topic that I know you guys have been asking about forever, but also we are answering questions that you have submitted. And today I have two from, one is from a sister Perzina and one is from a sister Sheba. So inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be addressing their questions. And I always pair up your questions related to the topic that we're going to talk about that day. So alhamdulillah, cannot wait to see what these ladies are asking. Now, before I do, I want to say something about the whole marriage conversation. I think so many of us were going through a lot. You know, my daughter, she was bringing something up to me um, on Instagram and YouTube the other day. She's like, mommy, so many people that I used to follow or just, you know, watch them when I first started watching YouTube or whatever. You know, say like maybe 10 years, five years. She's like, they're all getting divorced. 
And it's really true. So many relationships that have put people that have put their relationships on social media uh, as these couples and, you know, you, this facade of whatever, a lot of them are having um, a lot of divorces. And that's really real. Now, outside of people who are being, you know, publicly known and famous, a lot of us are on, you know, these these uh, different sites, you know, heart emoji, love my husband, put up a post, and yet at home, we're just going at it. So I see a lot of that with women. And on the down low, a lot of women reach out to me and say, like, it's just not going well. So alhamdulillah, these little things that we do here in the podcast are just little tools that we give you that you could use to make things better. Now, today we're talking about a topic that I think everyone can relate to when you dislike something about your husband or you're just in a serious disagreement with him about a certain thing. So today we're going to be bringing some uh, really, really good advice and tips on how we can handle those things from the perspective of obviously Islam, the Quran and Sunnah, but also just in that modern day flair where we know these are real things we're going through. So at the same time, we're going to make sure that I'm extremely relevant and real about it. Right before I go into that, I do want to say in relation to this marriage thing, you know, I never thought that I would have, um, to create a space where women would actually have to talk more about these things. I never thought that these types of things would be needed as much as they are. But you guys just kept asking so many questions, like about so many things, not just marriage, actually. So for marriage, you guys kept asking me, like, how do I find a spouse? Like, what should I be looking for? Um, you know, what should I should I negotiate on? Or like, what should I accept from him or not accept from him? You went into all these things about marriage. And so we ended up creating like a courses and then we ended up creating the platform Thrive and we talk more about that. But then you guys start kept going on and on about emotions. I'm struggling with this. I'm so depressed. I'm, I have a lot of women, by the way, telling me they are suicidal. It's a very, very heavy burden. And I want to be really honest about this. You know, people think that you could just start podcasts and Instagram channels and Facebook groups and whatever. And then it gets really real after a while. And people are just like, my husband's beating me or I'm suicidal. Now, this has nothing to do with Islam. Okay. This is, these are women from all over the world. Sometimes they even have Christian women that come to me. You know, at the end of the day, the point is we all have things that we're going through. And when you, when you take this responsibility of like being somebody who speaks, it is a lot to carry. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of you if you're going through anything. But yeah, I never thought I'd have to create this space where we could talk about real emotional things we're going through and then finally in Ramadan in Ramadan you guys were like oh I'm just I start off strong I end week and the middle I'm a mess could you could you help me out what, what can I do to make it better and so we made the courses and we have thrive but I just want to say like how I didn't actually have that as something I was going to physically make but it just got me thinking I need to have this community and this place and these resources and so that's what mindful Muslim is all about so as we continue with this podcast series um, on marriage I want you to continuously send me in your suggestions and your requests because we take those and we truly turn them into tools as you know and you've checked out on our website and right before I go in I will mention the name of our website because I have new people on here all the time and they don't quite know what we do it's just really easy. If you get on there, you'll know all the things that we have to offer. We have tons and tons of free stuff. www.mindful-muslima.com. All right. So today, you know, it's rare that two people will ever agree on everything. You know, I think sometimes we marry our husband. And even if you wanted to like marry the same guy from the same village, from the same culture, it really doesn't matter. Everybody is grown up differently. I mean, just know that we're sharing a relationship with a man that was not raised in our home under our same roof. 
you know. He's going to have his own tendencies, his own habits, his own practices, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fashioned upon him. And, you know, that's just the way he was raised. And Allah chose that family and chose that culture and chose that perspective. And it is what it is. And so I think if we spent a lot more time understanding our husband and understanding the best approach to take to our husband, we would just save ourselves a lot of headache and stress. And so what I want to cover in this podcast is basically, you know, just getting real about the marital relationship and then just giving some advice and even, um, you know, prophetic understanding from the prophet peace be upon him of how to deal with dislikes of our spouses. And, you know, rather than being critical, you know, in terms of this real relationship that they're having, like first, okay, acknowledge the fact that just obviously we're not going to think the same way. Even siblings. Now I want you to think about it this way. Even think about a brother or sister that you have. Some people have siblings that are just incredibly different. I have a sister that is very different from me. Um, I'm one of two. And my sister, like when she was young, she was like to the left, I was to the right, or maybe vice versa, you know, and, and just totally different in our interests in our opinions, even today, we have very different opinions about many things, like deep things. And if she wasn't my sister, maybe that'd be somebody I'd say like, wow, like, I don't know that I could get along with that person. But because we have a lot of, you know, really great relationship stuff together and time we've spent together and growing up and so forth, we have other things to lean on. And I want you to think about that in your marriage as well. So if we don't create these spaces of love and and experiences, when things are difficult and opinions are different, you have nothing to lean back on. I want that to sink in for a minute because I know a lot of people that have not really developed close, close relationships with their husband and they've been married for years and that might be you, but I want to tell you that doesn't matter. We can still work on that. It's not a big deal. I help women all the time, but at the same time, I do want you to understand that that is huge and we have to fix that because otherwise things that are difficult will be that much more difficult or things that will be displeasing to us will be that much more because we don't have these beautiful memories. For example, let me just explain my husband. Um, when my kids were young, actually I have two sets of kids. It's kind of weird, right? Because I have um, I love all my kids. They're so interesting. Um, I have kids from four to 23. Two of our kids are married. The third one's about to get married. Like it's, it's, we have a lot of kids, right? So the two younger ones, they're with us now still, but the other ones back and forth are in and out of the house. They never quite leave, right? They just keep coming back and they bring their kids with them. So alhamdulillah, we're really, really um, grateful because it's always good to see that like, oh, once they're married, how's that going for them? So alhamdulillah, what happened is when they when they were younger, my oldest were younger, they would, um, you know, see my, my husband and I a lot more than now just because of COVID, it's hard. We used to go out a lot together. My husband and I used to travel a lot and my mom would help out. Now, I wouldn't take dates and stuff a lot. I would try, but it's, it was hard, but at least maybe once or twice a year, my husband would just go away for 10 days. Like my mom would hold my child or we'd have another relative and we'd take turns with our relatives to help them out too. But yeah, she would just hold because I, I didn't go out for anniversaries and things like that. And I would just forego just to be like, I want to travel with my husband. So we did a really beautiful trip to Spain. We went to Morocco and that was a really interesting trip. I advise anyone, if you love travel to do that because we got to go from the side of Spain and in Spain, you know, there's a really bad history with the Muslims there and the Moors and so forth. And so they claim the rights to so many historical things, including foods and whatever. And then when you go on the other side, you know, through Tangier to the, to the, you know, the, the, the end of 
the tip of Morocco there, you can just take a ferry ride over for 45 minutes. It's so easy. And then, um, yeah, alhamdulillah, like all of a sudden you see the same story told from a different perspective. Like everybody has their perspective on like the crusades and how everything went. And like, you know, it's just so interesting. And the food's amazing. Amazing, right? So anyway, so we did that. Then we went away. We went to Ireland. Then we went and we made um, Amrah together. But we went through Turkey. You know, we went overseas. And I was like, hey, let's go live in Dubai for a while. And we went and lived in Dubai. And we traveled to Oman and Yemen and, and, and just all over. And we did a great deal of travel. And when you get to travel, and mind you, we don't have a lot of money. I don't know. I should do a whole episode on that. We travel on a dime. I just want my kids maybe a year or two ago to Southeast Asia. We went across four or five countries. We traveled for a month for like four or five of us for $4,000. That's ridiculous. Usually people spend like $4,000 for like a week in, in Italy or something. No, no, no. We were there for like a month and that was including airfare and food and everything. So we really, really know how to just move all the money around. So anyways, we, the point is we created these experiences. Remember the time, oh my gosh, look at this picture, ha ha ha. And even with the kids, we created traditions in Ramadan, things that we do every night we go out. No one just goes in their room with their phone and stuff like that. No, we've created these experiences. When times are hard, my husband and I, we open the phone, we open those old photos, we start laughing, we start alhamdulillah, subhanallah, I know it's hard, but look at these beautiful kids. And we've created those memories. So what I want to encourage people to do, if you haven't already, to start trying to understand that that is a backbone of your marriage and that is what's going to hold you when everything else gets really hard. So I just want to throw that out there about the reality of marriage, that if you don't have that in place, you don't have certain understandings. If you don't have a certain understanding of his culture, like my husband is a completely different culture than mine. Completely. We're not from the same country. And because of that, we could easily, and, and we did almost in the beginning, have just fighting all the time because we didn't understand it was more like a lack of understanding like why do you have to do that for your father well in my culture this means a lot and I'm like well in my culture it doesn't so and we had a lot of this misunderstanding but as soon as we were able to identify that those were cultural differences nothing personal then instead of like oh why are you like that we started to explore those and respect them and respect those boundaries. And when we would have an, a disagreement, we would say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. In your culture, is that something normal to do? And they'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, because like in mine, that is something you never do. <laughs> it's really offensive. And then as soon as we were able to like identify those, it was so much easier to make things less personal and less emotional because it just made sense. It was just logic. So getting the, the understanding of like that you have to have these deep experiences so that in the hard times you have something to fall back on, like even with siblings, right? And then um, also when it comes to the cultural differences, because we're Muslims, we are often marrying people. I don't care if you're both from Pakistan, you're from the North, he's from the South, you're, you know, Bataan and he's the, it doesn't matter. It's very different, right? Or if you're, you're even from uh, one part of Egypt, you're from Cairo, you're from Alexandria, it's very different. And even if you're both from you know that same place in their two different villages it's very different so there's a lot to be understood about one another so it's it's much more beneficial to try to understand the other person to open it up with let me try to understand you instead of like project my disappointment onto you 
So I just want to say that just flat out about marriage and the realness about marriage, because I don't think that's spoken enough about. So I want to go into some advice here about um, kind of, you know, how to handle dislikes and disagreements in general. We can go on all day about all of the things that we disagree and dislike about our spouses, but that'll be too hard and too long. So I'm going to keep it really simple and general because this is what the prophet, peace be upon him, showed us. And they're kind of these gems of knowledge that we can apply to anything. Right. And like I said, if you're interested in talking more about these things, going deeper all the time in Thrive Muslim, women are just like, hey, I have this particular situa- situation. Somebody help me out. And it's not like I said, like Facebook or Instagram, where you just like on there for five seconds, you comment and like people get to continuously give them advice and be like, oh, my gosh, I was thinking about you the other day and I found this article like real friends. And that's what I love. So I've seen a lot of these conversations on there. And I really encourage the women right now who are listening on Thrive to take any of these topics I'm discussing and to definitely open a new thread and post about it because I would love to continue talking about it like we always do. Okay, so um, let's talk about some similarity. So. Bad habits um, are going to be things that we're always going to find. Like he never, you know, um, you know, puts the, the top on the toothpaste. That's so irritating. Like my thing in my house is the socks. Everybody loves to take off their socks and leave them around the house. It's a total guy thing. The girls don't do it on their side, but the guys, they all just feel free. And they just say, and I'm just like, ew, you know, and part of me, I could be really, really annoyed with it and just walk around the house and be like, oh, here we go again. Another pair of socks. You know, I just don't do it. It's just like, I understand that there's certain things that I do that definitely my husband will be like, hey, you know, that thing I told you to stop doing for like 20 years. Could you, could you still try to stop that? You know, like we all do things. That's what I want to say. Like, I know we feel like we don't do things. We're so much more together than he is. But mm, we are not annoyed by our own things. So we don't understand what those things are. I challenge you to go to your husband with a piece of paper. This is a bold move. I've done it before. I actually put myself to this challenge. That's why I'm telling you. And I handed my, my husband a piece of paper. And I was like cringing as I'm doing it. I'm like, so here's a piece of paper and a pencil. I want you to make two columns. And I only made the other column because I needed to like soften the blow. I was like, all right, the first column is going to be like everything you love about me. And the second column is going to be like all the things that irritate you. Now, I really only wanted the irritation stuff so I could work on it. I had made like a Nia in Ramadan to be closer to him and to just, you know, after all the the time he's talked to me about certain things to really hunker down on certain things. But I didn't really need the other column, but I just, I needed it for me. I was like, gosh, this is going to feel so bad when he writes down a list of everything he like doesn't like about me. So let me just give myself something. Plus, I think I also did it because I didn't want to leave him on a sour note where I was like, hey, write down everything you hate about me and then just like leave it there. And then so I, I think psychologically I wanted that balance. Anyway, took that list, worked on it. And then it actually opened up a conversation where him and I were talking about likewise with him and so alhamdulillah but see that's that beauty of that conversation so understand that we all do things and whatever it is um it's gonna happen so the prophet peace be upon him he gave us um some advice about this and it's been authentically reported that um abu anhu um said that the prophet said a believing man should not hate a believing woman if he dislikes one of her characteristics he will be pleased with another. And the understanding of this is that a believing man and woman do not dislike a characteristic from their spouse, except that another one is something they could like. Because a lot of times certain people would come to the prophet, peace be upon him, complaining about how irritating their husbands are. See, this is like a very real topic. 
and he would try to find out from them but what are all the things that they love like but there's so much more and I think that's really really important because we can easily take one irritation and blow it out of proportion and the truth is if we have our eyes peeled for good we're gonna see good in the other person but if we act like we're already annoyed with them and our eyes are peeled for bad, we're just going to see more and more bad because we're already primed that we're annoyed with them. So just be really, really aware of that as well about how like if one thing is making you upset and how you're going to get more and more and more upset because you're already upset. So, you know, it's like if, if you like somebody annoys you out on the street and then you're like, oh, you know, why did they do that? And then you're like, oh, well, it's probably because of this. Oh, look at their car. Oh, look at this. And all of a sudden, you can notice every horrible thing that would annoy you about that person because you're already irritated. So this is really dangerous with marriage because what can happen is I fight with my husband on Monday. I come home on Tuesday. I see another thing that annoys me. I come home on Monday, I mean, excuse me, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it piles up. And there's shaitan waswasing us. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, is teaching us to overlook mistakes while making an effort towards rectification you know with the person but as a great poet once said a stupid person is not a leader amongst his people but the one who is a leader amongst his people and the one who pretends that he's stupid so that just means that we need to overlook the mistakes of people control ourselves while we're angry and avoid speaking things that we are going to later regret and that is what often happens right you're in a fit of rage and things come out of your mouth that you cannot put back in this is really bad and if we do this at that point I just want you to know the line is crossed where they are no longer the problem if the anger is from our side it is is us that is the problem why so it's not that we don't have a right to be angry We all have a right to be angry. We all have a right to be happy with something. We have a right to all of our emotions. Don't you ever let anyone tell you. You don't have a right to feel what you're feeling. But it's what you do with those feelings that makes the difference and turns it immediately into something where you could be sinning or I could be sinning. For example, I can have something that starts to boil up in me, but I have to put that that lid on the pot, simmer it down, and put those emotions in their place. Because the prophet, peace be upon him, said that the strong one is not the one who overcomes the people by his strength, but the strong one is the one who controls himself while he's angry. And so even the prophet, peace be upon him, he would put an emphasis on controlling these emotions as they are a sign of being like that better person because we these are things that are harder to do. And these are things in the moment we'd have to snap ourselves out of. Now we have, like I told you guys, I'm really excited, entire marriage master course. We have like a free one coming out and a whole bunch of other stuff and resources. And I'll be talking about those in about a month or two. But I have, um, I found that over the years when I had learned finally the tricks and tools to um, shift your mindset and shift your emotions and to get control of those at any time, that was powerful. That changed everything because I had a really, really difficult marriage before this one. I was married and divorced and I got remarried. And that one I would, I used to tell my kids, I probably spent 80% of it crying. And it wasn't because it was just as bad as it was. It was just because I could not come to grips with whatever I was going through and I was struggling. But the difference between that marriage and this one is in between, I decided to skill up and to develop myself. And in that time, I learned how to, um, basically shift my emotion and and, and my mindset and to get complete control of them, um, you know, in times of difficulty. And that's what I now will be teaching women in that course. 
I cannot think of a more powerful tool in our life because that will just go into every relationship that we have. So definitely an Instagram. Look out for when I do announce that one. But um, the last thing I want to say is be really, really careful with when you are angry. Because in that time, not only do we going to say things that we could regret, but also, you know, there's that saying that um, when you're really upset with someone, um, it's like when you love someone, you can't see the bad in them, you're blind. But when you're angry with them, you can't see the good. And so all the good is just blacked out. Like you never did anything good for me. I've never seen anything good for you. Like what good are you? We get into this this shaitanic thing where shaitan kind of just takes a hold of us. So moderation and withholding is the answer. And the Prophet peace be upon him would teach us just to withhold, withhold, withhold. And um, it's a form of patience actually to withhold, uh, withhold words. And it's one of the greater levels of patience. And so subhanAllah, what I encourage you and encourage myself is when you're angry, don't talk. Don't tell them everything you're thinking. I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. Walk away. Cool down. Get your bearings straight. Then come back. Choose your words wisely. As opposed to just throwing them up all over. And I'm, I'm being like, sounds like I'm vulgar, but it's really, really a problem when we're just spewing all of our feelings in a, in a violently angry way. It does nothing good. For two reasons. One, because they're not listening. I want you to have somebody scream at you and ask me, are you listening to them? No, you're just annoyed that they're screaming at you. It's really hard to consider their, their thoughts. Oh, yes, you're right. No, nobody's doing that. Okay, we're just like, what? Get out of my face. So we have to understand that that um, presentation in a, in, a, in a fit of anger no one's hearing you. I know you want to be heard and you are frustrated and I've been there, but it's just not the way that you're going to get what you want, which is to be heard and understood and to have some type of resolution. And lastly, um, oftentimes there are things that we say that even after the fight is over can still linger and ruin a marriage. And so we want to make sure that we don't jeopardize our marriage in these moments of misunderstanding and disagreement. So I I hope that was really um, helpful for you to understand that these are really key, important pillars, building those good times. So when bad things, you know, bad things happen, we have something to fall back on in our relationships, understanding the cultural differences between us and our spouse, understanding that those are not personal and we do have to, to learn about them. And we need to learn about Islam versus culture. I have an entire podcast on Islam versus culture. I encourage you to scroll back. If I can, I will link it below. But so many times our, our inklings, our understandings of things are very cultural and inappropriate and not in fact, Islamic. So the last piece of advice I'll give you is my husband and I, we learned the deen together. We made sure that we were on the same page. And when we would start to disagree on things culturally, we would stop ourselves and say, wait a minute, maybe we're both wrong. Let's see what the Quran says and let's forget ourselves. Okay, because if it's not in line with Islam, then really does it matter? Because then we're both wrong. And the moment we got on the same page and we both followed Islam, especially even in disagreements, it just ended everything. There was there was an, a solution that both of us accepted. We're like, well, if Islam says it, we're going to accept it and throw away our cultural vision of it and, and perception and, and, and so forth. But it's not easy to do at first, guys. But after a while, it really, really works. And honestly, it has saved everything for us. So I hope that was really helpful. There's some gems of knowledge in there. The Prophet, peace be upon him, talked to us about anger. He talked to us about overlooking and the importance of that. And while these things are hard, they are a work in progress and totally doable, guys. It just takes the niya. So renew your intention to do it for the sake of Allah and for the sake of preserving your marriage. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draw your hearts together and our hearts together. Alif bayna qulubina. And inshallah ta'ala, I will talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.